our all-age nativity service, which is really, really exciting. And as you can see, we've got the whole Rochel family on the couch, which means that we are bringing a little bit of chaos into your living room this morning. So please forgive us for anything that may happen that is clearly unscripted. And um, They always say don't work with animals or children, and we have got children. We didn't bring the guinea pig, so we've not got animals this morning, we but we have... Yeah, we've got the penguin. Yeah. So just in case you don't know who we are, I'm Sarah. I'm the children and families worker for Lynn Baptist Church. This is my lovely husband, Sam. And we've got Leo on the end. Hello, Leo. We've got Ivy here and we've got Bowen as well. You say hello. Hello. OK, so just before we start, I'm just going to let you know a couple of notices um, about what's happening over the Christmas season. Um, first of all, we do have some available spaces left for our Christmas services. Quite a lot of them have been fully booked up, um, but we do have space for the 3pm Christingle service that is at Lynn Baptist Church on Christmas <gasps> Eve. It's going to be a socially distanced service um, where you can be sat in your family bubbles and together you will be making your Christingle. It'll be really really friendly and it'll be very appropriate for all ages so if as a family bubble you would like to book in please contact the admin office um, and book in please. We also, because um, there's been so much popularity, so much interest in our Christmas Day service, we've decided to add a second service. So that will be at 8.45 on Christmas Day morning. Um, so again, if you'd like to book in for that, then please contact the admin office. Um, the next thing is, every year around Christmas time, we do a specific Christmas giving. Um, and this year, we are splitting our giving um, between two amazing charities. So our local charity will be Room at the Inn. Our overseas charity will be Dreamland Mission Hospital. There will be lots of information about these going out in this week's weekly news. So please make sure that you check your emails, read all about it, and please give generously this year. We know it's been a difficult year for many, um, but we are still so much more fortunate than so many in our own community and around the world. And finally, um, Jonathan would just like me to remind you all that there is a 5pm service this afternoon. No need to book in. Please just turn up if you would like to attend. Um, and that is all. So I'm just going to pray and then we are going to watch our Advent candles being lit. So let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you yet again for this amazing technology so that we can meet together even if we're not all together live. We thank you for this time of year. We thank you that we are counting down the days um, to us celebrating the birth of Christ, a time of such hope and joy. And we pray that this morning we would all be blessed by your message of hope that's in the Bible. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> So it's time to light our advent candles and last week nobody could see the candles when I lit them so this week Katrina is going to do a much better job and we light our candles because God is light in him there is no darkness at all the Bible tells us that the light shines in the darkness the darkness has never overcome it and Jesus said I'm the light of the world Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, have the light of life. So good job, Katrina. Thank you. OK, thank you so much for the lighting of the Advent wreath there. Just another reminder that we are moving closer and closer towards that very exciting Christmas day. A really, really special um, thing to do each week to help us remember 
Now, for our service today, it is our nativity service, and later on you are going to be seeing the nativity done slightly differently with a few faces that you might recognise. Um, but we do have a theme for this morning, and we are thinking about different views of the Christmas story from uh, the perspectives of three different characters within the story. So we're going to be thinking about Mary... We're going to be thinking about the shepherds and we are also going to be thinking about the innkeeper, this elusive character, which isn't really mentioned in the Bible, but we've kind of imagined and put into the story. And we're going to be thinking about the role of that innkeeper as well. So we're going to start by thinking about Mary and Ivy, you're going to help us with our reading, aren't you? So if we're going to have a little switch around here, Rochel Chess, right, off we go. So we're going to give you a reading this morning and it's from the Gospel of Luke and Ivy's going to read nice and loud, and I'm going to help her out. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of a King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, forward, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. Well done, Ives. Thanks very much. So that was our reading from Scripture, a reading that you will know incredibly well, where Mary is visited by the angel and is told that she is going to carry the Son of God. And... As I was thinking about Mary, I was thinking about how within the church, so the global church, not, not here in Lynn Baptist necessarily, we've got some very different ways that we think about Mary. Some churches tend to see Mary as being this incredible, amazing woman, and they focus a lot of their time and prayers and attention on the role of Mary. And then other churches almost do the opposite and really forget her, apart from Christmas, where she maybe gets a small mention. And I think actually... Neither for me is necessarily the right approach, but I do think we need to be thinking about how important Mary is in the Christmas story. Because when we read scripture, we notice that God does not do things by accident. He doesn't do random things that have no consequence or no purpose. Instead, he's very deliberate in planning and mapping and ensuring that things are going to work. And actually, Mary was chosen for a reason. I'd love to be able to sit here and tell you why she was chosen, what it was about her that made her the chosen girl to be the mother of God. But I can't tell you that. But what I do know is that I can trust that God knew what he was doing. And so when he chose Mary, there was a real purpose to that. 
But let's think for a moment about how Mary must have felt in this situation. Well, she's a virgin, she's not married. She's... Uh, I always imagine she's cleaning. I don't know whether I've just imagined that, but I always imagine she's, she's cleaning or she's, she's in the house doing something when suddenly this angel appears, this mighty warrior of God, this mighty messenger, who says to her that suddenly she's going to be carrying God's own child. How amazing, how frightening. How would you have felt? Frightened. Frightened? Like, what is this? What is this that's going on? What about you, Ives? Uh, probably a bit scared bit scared yeah definitely so although we do sense the joy in what happens we've got to acknowledge that there must have been fear there must have been uncertainty there must have been confusion and then as well as the joy once once mary had come around to the idea that she was going to carry the son of god i do think there's quite a lot of sorrow quite a lot of sadness in her story as well because for Mary to have accepted that God had given her this baby, she was also accepting that God was going to be determining the life of this child, that she was going to be this child's mother, but really there was a higher calling and a higher purpose. We don't know for certain if she knew what Jesus' end would be. We don't know if she, if she really knew in her heart that Jesus would die far too young in her eyes. We don't know really how she was feeling, but we do see in scripture that it says she ponders these things in her heart when the shepherds come to worship. She, she sees what's happening and she thinks on them. And I like to think about Mary often and think about how she might have been feeling in that moment. And I've just got a quick poem I'd like to read to you. It is on my phone. I'm not texting, I promise. Um, but it is a poem that is all about the joy and the sorrow of Mary. It's called Mary's Burden, and it's written by Eleanor Farjon. I don't know if I've <laughs> pronounced her name right there. But forget that. Let's listen to the poem. And it's called Mary's Burden. And she writes, My baby, my burden, tomorrow the morn, I shall go lighter, and you will be born. I shall go lighter, but heavier too, for seeing the burden that falls upon you. The burden of love, the burden of pain, I'll see you bear both among men once again. Tomorrow you'll bear it, your burden alone. Tonight you've no burden, that is not my own. My baby, my burden, tomorrow the morn, I shall go lighter and you will be born. And it's a lovely poem that captures that notion that there's the joy of a baby arriving, knowing it's the Son of God, but the sorrow and sadness of not quite knowing where this story will end. And just to wrap up this part, I want you to think about how you might be feeling this Christmas. You've probably got a real sense of joy that it's nearly Christmas Day. How many days is it, Ivy? Um, Can you remember? Twelve. Twelve days till Christmas. So we've got that joy and the excitement of what might come Christmas Day. But for many of us, there is the sorrow of not being with the people that we love this Christmas. Maybe for those of us who've lost someone this year. And the sorrow of maybe feeling lonely or things being different. And you know what? It's OK. Mary felt all those things. And in scripture, we see that expressing those things before God is a great thing to do. So this Christmas, don't just focus on the joy. Allow yourself to absorb the sorrow or the frustration that you might be feeling as well. Hand it over to God and let this be a Christmas of real faith, real faith building with Jesus. Yeah, go on then. And it's not just about the presents, it's about Jesus' birth. That's right. Absolutely. Thank you, Ivy. Right, that's enough of us for now. We are going to hand over now to our wonderful band who are going to lead us in the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
That was beautiful. Thank you very much, band. So we're now thinking about the second viewpoint in our Christmas story. So we've already talked about Mary, and I would just like to say that not all of us imagine Mary was cleaning. Some of us, um, some of us, some of us imagine that she might have, you know, been educated or perhaps inventing things, or um, well, pretty much anything. Had other it been than nowadays, just... but we also understand the historical context. Don't well, we? let's let's we see. <laughs> So we're going to think about our second perspective, which is the shepherds. We're just also going to bribe our toddler with some snacks. So we're going to think about the shepherds, and I actually love the shepherd story in the Christmas story because the first people that God chose to go and visit Jesus were not the rich and famous, were not the highly edu educated, weren't even the very clean. They were actually a motley bunch of shepherds sat on a hillside doing one of the most important but also one of the most looked down on jobs. Um, so, Leo, please can you give us our Bible reading? We're going to read now from Luke 2, verses 8 to 20. That night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. 
They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. He will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others. The army of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those who whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Amazing. What a fantastic part of the Christmas story. And I remember as a child, I always wanted to play a shepherd in the nativity story. Always really, really... I never managed to, actually. It was very sad. But I always wanted to be a shepherd. And actually, the perspective for us to think about this year, for you at home, is to think about maybe perhaps you feel a little bit like the shepherds must have felt. Maybe you feel a little bit overlooked. Maybe you don't feel worthy to meet Jesus this Christmas. Maybe you don't think that you have the necessary credentials but actually we look at the shepherds in the Christmas story and we see a group of people that God saw straight into their hearts. He saw that they were the right people to go and worship Jesus. And they, they went down, they saw Jesus and they told Mary all of the things that the angels had said to them. And as it said, she stored those things in her heart. So perhaps this Christmas, you need to give God a chance. You need to let, G- let God show you how much he sees you and how much he loves you. And through that, you will be able to see Jesus and really be able to worship him this year. Now we're going to sing our next song, one of my favourites. We're going to be singing It Was On A Starry Night. So if you know the words, if you've got them on your screen, then please sing along at home.
Absolute favourites. Cleo and Ivy, do you want to come sit down again? Now, this is the part you have, of course, all been waiting for. Every single year here at Lynn Baptist Church, we do a nativity service. And usually it is in the church and children in all the different age groups and the teenagers as, as well have had an opportunity to practice their parts. Obviously, this year, as with all things, we've had to do things a bit differently, haven't we? So we have pre-recorded our live nativity service and we have got some amazing actors and actresses we have also got some people who just so happened to be hugely pregnant at the right time of year and happen to have enough children to make up the extra parts so they don't have to social distance so maybe you will be able to see the difference but let's watch this nativity play together and really enjoy hearing again about the christmas story tell you a tale from long long ago not of reindeers and sleighs or ice and snow but of ordinary people like you and I whose lives were transformed by God on high so come on now sit down as you listen perhaps you'll see how important this tale is for you and for me so come on get comfy make a brew pull up a chair or grab a pew and we'll travel together to yesteryear and see this story as it starts to appear. We begin our tale in Mary's home, a town called Nazareth, fairly unknown. He will be the king of the whole entire world. 
my goodness, I will go and ponder these things in my heart. We'll leave Mary for now, digesting her news, and instead let's visit Joseph, who now needs to choose. What should he do? Leave Mary and run? Or stay, love and marry her? What should be done? What would you do? As Joseph was thinking, not sure either way, he lay down to sleep at the end of the day. Into his dreams an angel did walk and calmed all his fears with a spirit-led talk. A baby? How can this be? It's not my baby. She says it's the Son of God, but... Oh, it's so hard to understand. Too much thinking. I'm so tired. I'm just going to have... Having a baby, it is the Son of God. You must name him Jesus. Don't be afraid. It is the Son of God. We will name him Jesus. And I will not be afraid. So Mary and Joseph, they became man and wife. They got married and started a new life. Mary's tummy got bigger as the baby did grow, so they decided on honeymoon they should go. But wait! Their plans were stopped. Remember, no funds allowed because of Covid. And no, wait, no, because of a different dark cloud. Let's find out who's interfering with this couple's marriage plan. I bet it's probably that grumpy old man. Minion, minion against the wall. Who is the most powerful and handsomest Roman of all? Um, well, you are the most powerful Roman of them all. And the most handsome? Um... Oh, look, a squirrel! Ooh, where? Anyway, what, what, what were we saying? Yes, we'll talk about me being the most amazing powerful and handsomest Roman of all. Just tell me, I need to know how many people are actually under my rule. Uh, I want to know their names and what they eat on a Friday night. What? Yes, yes, yes. I, I want a census, a census of all the people. Uh, I need to know these things. I need to know it now. Yes, sir. I'll order the Romans to move and collect all the information no, right, no. right away. No, 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 no. Not the Romans. No, no, no. Don't, don't waste their time. They've got jobs to do. Um, you know, they'll have to travel for miles and get accommodation. No, no. Go the, the, the ordinary, smelly people. Get them to go to their town of birth and sign some kind of register. That, that'll save all the trouble. Uh, yes, sir. Poor Mary and Joe, what a long way to travel, especially since Mary now walks like Sarah Rochel. Aye, stick to the script. <clears throat> okay, okay, just help. They packed all their bags, said goodbye to their friends, not knowing just how long till they see home again. They walked many miles, till at last into sight came little town of Bethlehem, all shrouded in night. So we got we got a donkey for this one, right? What? No, no, we need a donkey. What do you mean there's no donkey in the Bible? 
It doesn't matter. We can't expect Sarah to wander around without a donkey on foot. We'll get sued. No, seriously, just find the donkey, please. In Bethlehem, Mary was dead. What? Oh, no, no. In Bethlehem, Mary was dead on her feet. It's all right. It's all right. From the pregnancy and walking and the cold and the heat. Joseph, he just wanted to find her a room. From the look of his wife, the baby was coming soon. They tried and they tried to find somewhere to rest until they were feeling quite a bit stressed. Of Mary and Joseph... Oh, so tired and poor. Let's go and see what happens when they knock on the Bramwell's door. Come on, Mary and Dr. Raj, we're nearly there. Come on. Can we, can we find somewhere so yeah, I can sit here. down? I'll just ring. Stay there, Donkey. Is it You okay? Oh. It looks nice, doesn't it? Hello? Hi, hi. I'm so sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Um, we, haven't, we haven't booked a room, but my wife is very pregnant. I haven't got any room. I'm sorry. There's too many of you. I just oh, can't. I'm, oh. I'm really sorry. Okay. I'm well, sorry. Right. Okay. It's fine. We'll try tomorrow. <laughs> what about over there? Okay. That looks good. Come on. This place. This it's place. all right. This will be the one. Come I'll on. My sheet. It's all right. Forget the sheep. Okay. Right. Let's ring the bell. Oh. Here we go. Oh. Well done. Good donkey. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, we haven't booked a room. But no, no, no. Very, no, no. very oh, Please. Look, it's a real baby. <laughs> Never mind. Come on. There's somewhere around the corner. Oh, oh my God. Come on. I can't believe it. Okay. Oh. I could do with a sit down. Oh. All right. Oh, Come Joseph, on. Joseph, I really need. Oh. Oh, okay. I know. I need a drink as well. Come on. Let's go. Right. I'm going to ring the bell. Right. Power stands. Ready. Come on. Hi. I'm really sorry. We've not booked a room, but my wife is very, very, very pregnant. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just cooking. I've got so much to do. Well, that is not good enough. I was told this was a town of friendly people. Oh, well, we we are travel all this way. So busy. Look how pregnant she is. Oh, goodness. Come on, please. Anything. Say please. please. Well, even our donkey and our sheep is oh, desperate. Dear. Oh, dear. Um... Well, what, what about, what about us over here? Come here. Right. Yeah, that, that'll do anything. Like anything with a roof will do. Well, come with me, then. Come on. Come on. Come on, sheep. Come on, Mary. Come on, Mary. I'll get the sheep. I'll get the sheep. Come on. Come on, now. Come on, Mary. Oh, see, look, it looks perfect. It's got a roof and, um... Oh, my cooking is going. Oh, sorry about this, but thank you. Let's pause for a minute and leave them there, back in that stable in the cold night air. The baby God promised is about to be birthed, the King of Heaven to bring peace on earth. Mary and Joseph become mum and dad. They're joyful and tired, but very, very glad, especially Mary. 
But out on the hillside surrounding the town, another event is about to go down. Can't wait. I knew it, this. What do we do? Just look at the sheep all night? Not just all night, all day too. It's a very important job I'll have, you know. It's just that not many people realise it. You're right. Most people just think we're smelly and not very clever. I wish someone thought we were special. Look! Look what's that? that? It looks like, like an, an angel. angel! Good news! Hallelujah! Yeah. Don't be afraid! <laughs> Good news, shepherds! Today in Bethlehem a boy has been born. He will be your saviour. Saviour. He is Christ the Lord. Go and see him. You'll find him wrapped in strips of cloth and laying in a manger. Hooray! Hooray! Let's go to Bethlehem! Now that is special, a sight to behold. That the people, the angels, came untold. They weren't rich and famous or clever or bright, but humble poor shepherds just watching at night. A reminder to us that no matter your name, your age, your job or your level of fame, just like the shepherds, it's you that God sees. It's you. He loves you and he thinks you're the bee's knees. That means good. The shepherds told Mary all the angels had said about baby Jesus asleep in his bed. Mary listened and stored up these things in her heart. These wonders she heard, well, they were just the start. Let's move on and see what's happening here. Because King Garrod's making hearing news that's making him fear. He's pretending to smile, but really he's mad. The plans he's making are bound to be bad. We hope that the wise men really are wise as they follow that star and find their surprise. Hello, Herod. Where is the child who is born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and now we've come to worship him. King of the Jews? A new king? How delightful. Where is this king supposed to be born then? Bethlehem. Bethlehem, eh? You king, eh? Well, of course I am delighted by this news. Ecstatic, joyful, happy as Larry. I would just love to go and visit him. Really? Yes, of course. Here's an idea. Why don't you guys go off and find him and then let me know where he is so I can go and worship him too. Um, okay then. Off we go. We will take him gifts of gold and myrrh and frankincense. Let's, Let's go, go and, and follow, follow that, that star. star. 
The wise men, they followed that bright star for days. But it led to a baby, and they were truly amazed. They knelt down and gave him gifts, were told. Frankincense, myrrh, and also some gold. Mary and Job were warned of Herod's plan, so they went off to Egypt as fast as they can. Well, this story continues for years and for years with moments of joy and plenty of tears. That baby boy in the stable so poor grows to give us our freedom, our salvation and more. Jesus offers to enter and to live in our hearts, to wipe clean our sin, give us a fresh start, to be filled up with grace, forgiveness and love, and his Holy Spirit come down like a dove. But this ain't a story that ends where we are, no. It changes nations spreading so far. But let's end for the moment just by peeping once more through that humble and drafty stable door. Tis a scene we all love this time of year, a picture of peace and true Christmas cheer. Well, there we go. As Sarah mentioned earlier, we can only apologise for certain aspects of that, but there were some uh, stirring performances in there as well. Uh, did you have a personal favourite moment? Oh, I just thought everyone who got involved was amazing, so yeah. thank you thank so you. much, everyone. Absolutely. Now, one of my own personal favourite moments in there was meeting the various innkeepers. And, of course, we are coming to that, um, that third character... I'm using air quotes there because really in the story in the Bible, we don't necessarily meet an innkeeper as a character. Somebody who um, opens the door, oh, I'm too busy, um, like the one in our video there. But we do always imagine them to be quite northern, don't we, when we have an innkeeper? Northern hospitality. Northern hospitality. <laughs> Game shed. Um, but, <laughs> but actually, do you know what? It doesn't really matter that no innkeeper was ever named. It doesn't matter whether it was a man or, in fact, a woman, because, of course, they could have run their own in wow. back then. Uh, it doesn't matter, actually, if there was a person who existed. What does matter is that somehow Mary and Joseph did find somewhere to stay. There was room made for them. And really, that is, of course, the message we return to every year. Have we made room for Jesus? And I think sometimes we've thought about that as thinking, oh, make room for Jesus in the middle of my turkey. I'll make sure I send up a little thought or a little prayer to remember today's about him. But actually, I think it's a bit more radical than that. And I'm sorry to get so serious on Christmas, but really making room for Jesus is about preparing your entire life, about opening your entire heart, using all of your resources and being willing at any time to offer your life to him. Um, mm. I was actually taken, just thinking about this, to the story in the Bible where the, the rich young man who's kind of ticked all the boxes in life comes to Jesus and says, oh, I've done this, I've followed the law and I've done that. What more can I do? And Jesus challenges him to give everything away. And 
you can just imagine that awkward moment, that biblical tumbleweed kind of rolling through the scene as this guy realises, well, I've ticked all the boxes and I've done all the right things and I, I look the right way and I say the right things, but actually I'm not really willing to give my whole life over to this cause of this man called Jesus. So that's my challenge to you today. When we talk about making room for Jesus, are we ready at any point to do exactly what Jesus says? Are we ready to make the ultimate sacrifice? Are we ready to, to give away everything we own? Are we ready to love those that we do not like being around? Are we willing to set aside things that we think matter and, and focus on the main thing? Are we willing to put Jesus front and centre, not just on Christmas Day, whilst we're having a sprout and a spud, but every day, every moment, in the hard times and the good, in the pandemic and in normal times, are we willing to put Jesus front and centre? So forget the person of the innkeeper, try and forget Jonathan in that role, but think about how somebody made room for Jesus and can that be you today? An excellent challenge. So just before we finish with our final song, um, we're just going to pray. Pray for us all this Christmas. Pray for us this morning as well. Are we going to pray? Yeah. We're going to pray quietly. Let's pray together. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you for this morning's service. We thank you for all the wonderful parts that we've had. And we just pray for those three perspectives this Christmas. We pray, Lord Jesus, if we're sat here this morning and we're feeling like Mary that our joy is mingled with sorrow, then we pray that you would be with us, that you would bless us and you would give us peace in our hearts. If we're sat here this morning and we feel like the shepherds, that we don't feel like we are worthy enough to meet you, the Messiah, then I pray that you would give us the confidence to understand that you, God, choose everybody, no matter what we look like, no matter what our jobs are, no matter our wealth or our fame. And this morning, Lord, we pray that we would be like the innkeeper. We pray that we would make room in our hearts for you, um, not just at Christmas, but the whole year ahead of us as well and for the rest of our lives. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for being with us this morning. We're going to go over to um, have our final song with the band. And we pray that you would have a wonderful day today and a wonderful Christmas as well. Can you say goodbye? Bye.
Trade your dreams for his glory. 